Welcome to episode four, season two of the Dave Witty Show. I'm your host, Dave Witty. Folks, as always, this podcast is brought to you by Lamb's Rum. Lamb's is one of the top choices for Newfoundlanders who love the authentic smooth taste. Enjoy Lamb's Palm Breeze today with a splash of Coke and Lime Wedge. Or for something different, try Lamb's Spiced on its own on the rocks. Lamb's is the best choice for hard-working Newfoundlanders. And at a great price, find Lamb's Rum at all of your local NLCs. Well, folks, welcome back. Thanks so much for everybody who's been tuning in so far this season. want to say a big thanks to Mr. Adam Baxter for coming on last episode. It was great to catch up with Adam. Absolutely awesome fella. Uh, you know, really cool story and make sure you do check out his latest release, which is, you know, insane at what he did and, and, and doing the 28 songs and 28 days a month of February, just really, really incredible feat. So make sure you show Baxter some love and go check out that music. I uh, got another really fun episode this week with, uh, Mr. Dan George, fantastic drummer, musician, uh, from here in St. John's. He's played with me and a bunch of other different artists. Uh, he's toured all across Canada, the U S he's been to Europe, um, just awesome dude, awesome chat, and we were chatting all kinds of different things about all the fun different shows he's played and all that stuff, so make sure you stick around a little later for that chat with uh, with Dan George. Had an absolutely crazy Patty's Day here in St. John's. Um, this place is absolutely nuts to me. It's, I mean, I'm normally gone every patty's day i'm normally in in port of Ayer, mexico performing at murphy's performing at the pub and it's it's you know it's a day or, or or so and they do a little pre patty's day party down there but nothing sets you up for what happens in newfoundland around patty's day i mean if you love patty's day i'm telling you you got to come to st john's during germ which is patty's week i mean it was almost patty's two weeks this time which was insane um i couldn't believe like patty's day itself was wild obviously and i was kind of expecting that but what what one thing I didn't expect was two days later. I mean, I we're doing a bunch of gigs. I did a bunch of solo stuff. Uh, played a bunch of gigs with my pal Mark Manning, and uh, it just I was not set up for. I was thinking like, okay, I came in Saturday. I had an afternoon slot, a uh, little solo slot before I I finished off the night with Mark. I mean, I walked in the pub Saturday thinking, of course, there's going to be some people out celebrating. There's still going to be people out partying, probably who didn't get out on Patty's Day. Walked in the bar at 4 p.m. It's absolutely at capacity. I was just in shock. I couldn't believe everybody decked out. So St. John's is a wild spot during Patty's Day. Uh, big thanks to all the pubs and all the bars that had us. Big thanks to Mark Manning, of course, for, uh, for you know, sharing the stage with me over the course of that week it was a lot of fun uh getting together with mark and we had a, a lot of laughs and and uh it was great to see everybody out really enjoying themselves so um that was a lot of fun i do have a real fun show that's coming up april 14th we're playing at the ship uh myself and my friend uh, mike bercy fantastic songwriter if you haven't heard mike before uh check him out he's on all the streaming platforms just put out a record uh, i think maybe a year or two ago and um really 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 cool songwriter uh, big fan of mike's we're gonna split the night there at the ship on april 14th which is holy thursday uh obviously the day before good friday which, uh, you know, is, is a big, big night here in St. John's, obviously probably a big night everywhere, but a lot of people have the, the next day off. So that make that Thursday is always a lot of fun. Um, we're not selling any advanced tickets. It's all just come and pay at the door. So get down early. If you want to come hang out, just 10 bucks on the door and we're going to have a laugh. Just a couple songwriters, just singing songs and, and, uh, and having a bit of fun. Um, did a real fun live stream from my shed in Greens Harbor, uh, weekend past, uh, had a blast in, um, went out, went out and spent a few nights out there and just relaxed after the Patty's week shenanigans. And I unhooked all my equipment here in St. John's and brought it all out with me and set up for a live stream out there. Really fun to get to chat with everybody. Thanks to everybody for all the requests. 
requests and all the tips that you sent along uh, really made my night. It was fun to show off the shed a little bit because it's something that, you know, myself, my brother, we've worked on really hard over the last the last couple of years. And it's a great space that we really enjoy. We love spending a lot of time out there. And it's kind of like a little cabin in the, at the cabin. So it's uh, really fun to showcase that and have a bit of fun with that. Um, after the weekend, uh, I did get back from, uh, when I got back from the cabin, I played another real fun show with my pal, uh, Brian Aylward, who's a great comedian, had him on the, uh, on the first season of the podcast. Uh, absolutely hilarious dude. He booked his own show where he wanted to showcase a bunch of new material and asked me to come down and kind of close the night out. Uh, Paul Warford opened up absolutely hilarious. Brian finished off or he did like the middle slot. He, he, did comedy for an hour, which to me is absolutely insane, uh, mind blowing. To be completely honest with you, because I mean, I find it hard enough to to get up and, and sing an hour of music, let alone uh, to get up and talk for an hour and and be funny at that. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, that was at Boca. The staff was incredible, and everybody in attendance was really really fun. Everybody enjoyed themselves. Uh, so just wanted to say a big shout out to Brian and Paul and and the crew at Boca for having us on Sunday evening and uh, everybody who came out. That was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed that one. Uh, I want to say a big happy 40th birthday to my brother, Mark Witte. Um, happy 40th, Kaiser. Uh, loves you, man. And uh, we had a lot of fun uh, Saturday up in the shed. We had a little, little, uh, you know, a little get together and, and a couple drinks and really got to celebrate. And it was a lot of fun. So happy birthday, buddy. Um, I managed to, to tune into the Oscars. I, I never really, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I wasn't watching the Oscars because I'll be completely honest with you. I am absolutely in no way movie guy. I'm definitely more like TV uh, music slash sports guy. I mean, I don't really watch a whole lot of movies. I'd be lying to you if I told you I seen any of the movies that were probably nominated for the Oscars. So it's not something I tune into. But of course, just like everybody else, I was sitting there watching a show or watching a game. And, um, and of course, next thing, you know, Twitter starts blowing up. Facebook's blowing up. Oh my God, did that really just happen? Yada, yada. I'm like, holy shit, what just actually happened? I got to go check this out. Uh, and of course this Will Smith, Chris Rock thing, I'll be fucking completely honest with you. I don't give one shit about these people. I mean, I just do not care about rich celebrities who just try to make a mockery of themselves and feel like they don't, like they don't care. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't really give a shit. I thought it was pretty interesting that it happened. Uh, one of the craziest things you'll probably see on live TV. A lot of people are saying it may be staged, might not be staged, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, to me, it doesn't seem like it was staged. I can't, I can't see, you know, when they kind of showed that clip, uh, you know, in Canada and us, it, it, the, the audio got cut, but I, of course, then the leak started coming out on, on Twitter and, um, from like from Australia or something, the feed from Australia where they actually show and Will Smith's like, keep your, keep, uh, my wife's uh, name out of your fucking mouth. Like he's cursing, which I don't think that would, which yeah, I just don't think if it was staged, he would have swore. I was watching a really funny sports talk show the other day, and they were talking about it. And they were actually saying, which I didn't realize, which I thought was really, really funny, is that, I mean, Will Smith has rap albums out that he doesn't swear in. So for it to be staged and to him to swear on live TV during the Oscars where, I mean, he just won, he's, he's about to win the Oscar. Like uh, 20 minutes later, it was such a bizarre series of events. And, of course, it got everybody on social media twisted again. Uh, I just think there's bigger things in the world to deal with. I mean, there's a war going on across the, across the pond and it's, it's somehow distracting again from, from that. I don't know. I just, I don't see it. I don't love it. It's, it's just a weird thing. I don't really have a whole lot of opinions on it, but I figured I would definitely throw it in 
because it's worth a, a small conversation anyways. But once again, I just do not give a shit about super rich celebrities who feel like they can just do crazy shit like that and get away with it, which is insane to me. But yeah, I figured I would definitely mention it. Um, obviously tuned into a bunch of sports in the last couple weeks. Been watching March Madness, been really, uh, really dialed into that. Uh, a lot of fun teams in there making fun runs. Uh, that St. Peter's team was really fun. 15 seed, first time they ever broken, uh, a 15 seed ever got to the Elite Eight. Um, and But they lost, obviously they're out now and, and UNC moved on. So looking forward to another really fun weekend of basketball. There's going to be a couple great games leading up to the, uh, to the college championship. Really excited about that. Uh, NHL trade deadline, a few big acquisitions kind of happened. Um, the Leafs picked up a great defenseman, Mark Giordano, uh, along with Colin Blackwell, which is a couple great additions. Didn't really give up a whole lot for it. A couple later picks. I'm happy with the transaction. We needed somebody on the D. They put Peter Mrazek on waivers. He cleared waivers. Then he came back and had two pretty strong games. So I don't know what's going on with the goaltending situation in Leafland. Going to be very interesting when Jack Campbell comes back to see how it all plays out. But as always, we'll be tuned in and uh, cheering on the Leafs. So that's always, uh, always a blast for me. I've been watching a little preseason Jays. Not gonna lie to you, I find I'm a huge Jays fan, but I find it really difficult to dig into, especially preseason baseball, because there's just so many players in an organization for a baseball team that I find it just so meaningless that it's just hard to dig into at all. So um really looking forward to opening day, April 10th, when the games start to matter. Um, that's gonna be obviously, you know. It's going to be a great season for the Jays. A lot of young talent there. Pitching rotation looks great. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just going to be a really fun season. Really, uh, really looking forward to that. Um, you know, that about does it for me, guys. Like I mentioned, I do get that show April 14th. So if you are thinking about heading out, make sure you get down early. It's going to be a lot of fun um, at the ship with my pal Mike Bercy. Um in the meantime, I did have a great chat with with Mr. Dan George. I mean, we're chatting all kinds of... He's played with a bunch of really, really neat artists all over the world. Um, and just, you know, great, great great story to tell and, and, and a great guy. So uh, with that being said, stick around for a great chat with Mr. Dan George. And I'd like to welcome Mr. Dan George to the podcast. How's it going, Dan? What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Oh, good, man. This is This is it. This is it. Just hanging out. Well, uh, a cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah, me too. I got a little <laughs> cup of tea here myself. So right on. All good. Uh, thanks so much for doing this, man. I know you're busy. You got a ton of stuff coming up, ton of stuff going on. You're in the middle of a ton of different things. So, you know, really appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your day to, to stop on and have a chat. Um, 100%, man. Yeah, thanks no, it's awesome. Thank yeah, you. no, thank you. No, my pleasure, man. My pleasure. Always, we've chatted a little, like you know quite a few times about getting you on, and I thought it'd be a great opportunity, especially with you know everything that's been happening recently. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, with Nick, with Justin, I mean everything that's coming up with the ECMAs. We're gonna dig into all that stuff. So yeah, just want to say thanks so much, you know, for taking a little bit of time and and popping on. <clears throat> uh, I wanted to kind of kick it off here. I wanted to start off, Dan, because I I have some of these questions here for you that I I personally know the answers to, but a lot of them I don't as well. So I'm genuinely curious. I mean, you know, I kind of wanted to start off from the beginning and kind of wonder, you know, you know. What got you into music originally, you know, what, and, and, you know, definitely most specifically got you into drumming and percussion. I think I've always been drawn to it for drums, especially I, my, my parents would always say, oh, well, you'd beat pots and pans and, and you'd always have spoons in your hand doing like tapping on stuff. And, and, uh, I grew up going to church and, 
I would be hyper focused on the drummer when like there was music playing, just hyper focused and just drumming along. And that was that was from like I don't even know how young I was. It was probably two or three years old. Mm -hmm. I just caught on to it. Dad was a musician, uh, still is a musician, played uh, for years and toured on the road for years. Was he a drummer as well? No, he's actually a keyboard player. Okay, cool. Right on. Yep. And uh, so there was music always around the house. All, all like all the time. I know that's kind of like the typical story for most musicians is, well, there was music always playing around the house and uh, one, one or both of your parents were musicians. And so I, I think a lot of people have a, a very similar story where it's, there's always music playing around the house. And then you, you spark an interest in, you know, Oh, what's this and who's this and what genre kind of captures your attention. And then, what would that? Of, what would that have been for a young Dan George? What kind of music would have something that have kind of captured you or, or kind of stuck out to you as, as a young person? I remember when when I became obsessed with music, uh, I heard Dream Theater for the first time. Oh, nice! Yeah, of course. And that yeah. was I would do it for you. Yeah, <laughs> that really sparked like a creativity side of my mind that I didn't even know was there. Mm-hmm. I'd always been into the arts and I've always been more of an artistic person more than, uh, you know, into, you know, math or science or anything like that. I was, I, I always excelled with, uh, like visual arts and I excelled with music, uh, throughout school and everything. And when I then heard dream theater for the first time, it was like unlocking a new part of your mind. Like you, you hit a different level and you're like, Oh my God like this i want to do this i wonder how many times bands like that have have heard that over the years that like that young people have heard their music like especially a band like dream theater i mean bands like that are so technical i mean they're so it's not four chords and straight rhythm man it's it's crazy crazy music i mean i wonder how many times bands like that have heard it over the years that you unlocked like a different part of my brain you know what i mean because that bitch that's happened so legitimately legitimately It's crazy. And I like growing up, my dad always took me to concerts and we, that's like, that's like our thing that we do is like, we'd go to concerts and we like, he took me to see uh, Alice Cooper for, for the first time. He was just like, you don't know who this is, but you have to come see this show and you, you'll appreciate the music. And, and uh, he took me to see Tom Petty and, uh, like Metallica and we actually did go see dream theater at one point. Oh, cool. uh, they opened, they opened for iron maiden. Mm-hmm. So it was like two of these massive, massive bands in one show is crazy. Well, it's funny. Cause kind of hearing you talk about that. I mean, that kind of reflects you as a person in the style that you portray. I mean, you play in all sorts of different bands. You play different styles of music. I mean, you've yeah, to- you've yeah. toured and played with all sorts of different acts, whether it be country acts, rock acts, metal acts. I mean, all sorts of different different genres. I mean, I would imagine that, you know, growing up and, and seeing these shows with your dad and stuff like that and, and having that type of music around your house probably was kind of what opened your eyes to all of these different things and probably what molded you into what you are today, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. I, I would say he's probably been the most influential uh influence on music in my entire life oh that's pretty interesting what, what was the first concert you ever took it to can you remember i honestly i remember going to salmon festival when i <laughs> nice. was like like young young right yeah, yeah uh 
and that's that's back when like you know it was it was a very family friendly yeah. festival to be going to right uh you guys didn't camp at red cliff or anything after no 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 <laughs> <laughs> but we had we had uh family friends that were out in grand falls and we'd go out and visit them and stay with them for a weekend and and do salmon festival and mm-hmm. and then we'd cart back into st john's it was great back then man i mean the festival yeah. salmon festival was huge back in the day i mean massive 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 bands used to play that i mean it was the first time i ever seen the tragically hip was live at, at salmon festival and i remember yeah. like I, i'm literally sitting here now thinking about i can remember that show like front to back i remember being yeah. so captivated by gore downey that time because he was mm-hmm. so out of his mind because he was such a a fucking weirdo anyways like <laughs> yeah. which is what made him so cool and unique i mean but i remember being so captivated by his performance like as yeah. a front man like and i remember like myself like like what you said i remember you you heard different styles of music different genre and it opened up pieces of your brain and thought made you think differently yeah. about music i mean that was something for me and that was at salmon festival here in newfoundland i mean i remember yeah. watching gore down and being like and he is just putting on the coolest fucking show I've ever seen. Yeah. And as a front man, I'm like, and like they're playing, you know, dad rock. You know what I mean? Like it's the hip, you know, it's, it's, it's super cool. Right. It's too bad that the festival kind of, I mean, whatever happened with the salmon festival. I mean, I think it was a result of too much money spent and, and bad weather and all these different things that kind of there, collided. At there's the end a of it. lot of, a lot of things that sunk that festival. And I, and, and I will say, that greed is the number one thing. Oh, hands down. And that, I mean, that absolutely sunk that festival, which is so sad because especially for somewhere in new, like central Newfoundland mm-hmm. to have that much, uh, you know, extra income exactly coming in yeah. for yeah. all the small businesses and, and the hotels and everywhere is you're, they essentially double the population of the town in one weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just, is madness but it's so much fun and everybody yeah. always looked forward to it yeah Especially no i town, right? yeah no i mean it was always such a fun festival i mean i mean we went and seen that like you know just out of high school i remember being it's honestly some of the most memorable events of my life i mean going to see salmon festival with 20 year buddies and then you're meeting up with yeah. all kinds of different people and you had bands like i remember the years that we would like i went i think i went three times but it was like you know on the same bill you'd have like it was like billy talent uh uh tragically hip uh mm. then there'd be like a couple pop bands there'd be like a country band it was like a good little mix of, was, of music over really yeah really diverse mix throughout think, that weekend what was the year that they had like that really basically was the end of it who did they have again um, the eagles they had the eagles yeah but there wasn't I'm there someone sure. else after I, that i think it was john fogarty was there no i no I, I think i'm not sure it was aerosmith wasn't it aerosmith was there i think that was the um, last but, year that it was ever the major deal that it was like i because i remember seeing like and i remember they ran out of like water and like and yeah it was like yeah. 35 degrees and like yeah and they and uh, they weren't letting uh they were taking the bottle caps off and not and just giving you the bottles of water but they were keeping the bottle caps so you couldn't keep it for like if you wanted a sip of water and keep your water in your bag or anything right. you couldn't do that so uh, uh, it, uh, it got it got out of hand, man. It absolutely got out of hand. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. That's a uh, yeah. It's too bad. It's quite a shame because I mean, especially as artists like myself and you, I mean, that'd probably be bills that we would be on now. And you know, if that festival still happened and you it or does I still or, happen, and I've I know I've, I know, I've but it's a, it's a, a much times, scale, it's a much like scaled down version. Yeah, very 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 scaled down. But it, it's it's nothing like it used to be. Like no, they no. don't hold it in Centennial Park anymore. There's 
you know, uh, much, much more scaled down. It's, it's more of a local event now. Uh, speaking of obviously playing with different bands and different groups and, and maybe being on a bill like that, or, and like you mentioned, you have been on the bill. I mean, Dan, you worked with so many artists, especially from Newfoundland, like just name a few, like Justin Fancy, Nick Earl, Lee Capel, Carolina East, Chris Ryan, Mallory Johnson, Waterfront Fire, Cabot Power, Rachel Cousins, Damian Follett, me, quote the road, <laughs> quote the Raven, Kelly Loader, Derek Graham, Glory Days, Rosemary Lawton, Ron Andre and Andrew Panashaway. I mean, yeah, that is just an eclectic list right off the hop. I mean, I'm sure there's more involved in there and stuff you've done over the years that, that you worked on and you've been in done studio sessions with like. Um, yeah. You know, how does it feel to you, like, to kind of play music in such a rich musical place like St. John's, where you are definitely attached to so many different artists? Like, I feel like mm -hmm. St. John's is definitely unique in that sense. Uh, and Newfoundland as a whole for how rich we are in, in, you know, musical culture. It is definitely an incredibly special place. And I've, I've been lucky enough to, like, travel all over the world and, and play music. Uh obviously here is home for me. So this is like, this is home base. This is where I base myself out of. And, you know, I've toured out of here and I've toured Europe and gone through the States and stuff like that. But uh, it all started here. And a lot of these artists are just good friends. And we just decided, Hey, let's do this. Or um, for, for example, uh, I actually got hired when uh, Nick was with Citadel House. I got hired to do his first solo album as the drummer. We didn't really know each other that well. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got out and we started doing his album and we did some live sessions and we were writing and uh, just doing our, our musical creative bonding, I guess, in Lewisport. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are best. You guys and, are bestie boys now. Like, <laughs> and that that was the spark of everything. Like, That's, we we just we drove home together. Uh, it was about a four hour drive, and we drove home overnight. Uh, and we just got to talking, and was just like, "Hey, like, oh, you like this band? Oh, and this band?" And then it was all from there. We just kind of became best buds, and now we're working on the third album. Well, I think we're finished the third album now. Yeah, we've done an album since, and we've played on countless projects together mm -hmm. uh, as session players together, and we've toured together as session players. And I've toured in his band, and you know, it's it's yeah, it, that's definitely what, one of my best friends. And it kind of happens like that with every project. Everybody just kind of bonds musically. It just brings everybody together. And especially when you're working on projects together and you have your own ideas and your own uh, kind of flavor that you can bring to the table. So it works, it works out pretty well, but being, being in St. John's, I mean, you have so many influences already, you know, there's so many good bands around and there's so much different music that happens. Mm -hmm. Like you can go down to the ship on any given night and it could either be a folk night or it could be uh, like a bluegrass country night, or you could have somebody doing complete electronic, like trip out on MDMA kind of night. Yeah, no doubt. I, yeah, <laughs> you know absolutely. what I mean? Like this. Oh man. And it does, it doesn't really matter what, what kind of genre it is everywhere you can play anywhere. 
and you can have any type of genre and and there are so many people doing just crazy crazy shit around town you know what i, I mean i think that's what makes st john so much so much fun for seeing live shows is that like yeah. bills are never like stacked like they are sometimes don't get me wrong like yeah but bills are a lot of times stacked with different like genre artists which makes it yeah. like so eclectic to go see a show like you mentioned especially like at the ship or i mean you go see a show at the rock house like you might see like a folk band and open it up for them as a country band i mean they're kind of in the same family but not quite the same it's not like all yeah. stacked bills where it's all the same genre or that kind of thing which is super neat in my opinion i mean you you can go down and and see for example i know that uh recently they did the concert for ukraine that was over at uh the arts and culture center Mm-hmm. And it was a bunch of different artists and it was Crazy. ranging from, yeah. from like Tim Baker of Hey Rosetta to the Kubasonics who were yeah. the organizers of the show. And they're mm-hmm. Ukrainian speed folk. Yeah, is their yep. genre. yeah exactly. <laughs> like to, for that to be in St. John's Newfoundland is just it's hilarious. It's amazing. Yeah, I think they did really well with that show. I was that was awesome to see that. I was really happy I to see that. I, I didn't get to see uh, to see that show personally. I was yeah. out of town. I think Ruben but, Rake uh, were on that as well. And yeah, and Sherry another Ryan. amazing. And that brings up the the different genres. It doesn't yeah. really matter. I mean, like they are an incredible folk duo, and you have Sherry Ryan, who is more country. Yeah, and again, an incredible band behind her as well. Like it's it's excellent. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I want to ask you something about. I remember seeing, um, I think it was just before COVID, it kind of kicked off, especially here in Newfoundland. I mean, it was all kind of the same kind of worldwide, you know, it was March, 2020 or, or whatever it was, but yeah, I remember right seeing, there, yeah. I remember seeing you were in LA, um, um, you're in LA, you're recording drums and, um, with an artist, Lee Capel, uh, trip yeah. triptych, right. Am I triptych. right there? Triptych. Yeah. Um, triptych. how'd you make that connection? What was that? What was that all about? Can you talk about that a little? Honestly, that, that is, that story is just one that almost you, you can't even believe, you know what I mean? It's uh it all started. I'll go through the full thing. I'll go through the full shebang with it. Yeah. I got nowhere to be baby. <laughs> the, uh, the first time that we met was because of a festival that we were both playing at. Um, and that came about, um, about mid 2018. Uh, I was playing with a band called Waterfront Fire uh, from St. John's, Newfoundland. And uh, we ended up getting this opportunity uh, to showcase at a festival in Sweden. And we had a summer that was like fully lined up already anyways. And this was in the end of uh, the end of August into early September. And we we decided, well, if we can make this work, then it would be worth it to just tour Europe. So we ended up just going nuts, trying to get venues and talking to people in different countries that were, uh, you know, didn't even speak English and just reaching out to venues all over the place. And we ended up booking a tour at the end of August, 2018, uh, and we went to Europe for three weeks and we went through Ireland, Germany, Denmark, the Netherlands, uh, and Sweden. And because of this festival that was happening in Sweden, it was called live at heart. Yep. Yep. I'm familiar with uh, that. Yeah. W- one of, one of the, uh, festival organizers 
is actually from Marystown, Newfoundland. Right. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, because they do like a, a part of that in Newfoundland as well, don't they? So, or? yeah. The, and this is before all of that started. Okay. Yeah. So he was looking to get this festival to Newfoundland because he's very passionate about down around the Buren coast and mm-hmm. uh, that peninsula. And he's obviously from Marystown and there's, there's a lot of music that also has come out of that area as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he got this festival started in Marystown. So it's the same festival circuit that was in Sweden and they decided, all right, we're going to do it for the first time live at Hart Newfoundland in Marystown. And originally that was booked the same weekend that music NL had their showcasing week right. and their award show week uh, in Twillingate. Right. So this is we're we're getting away a little bit ahead of ourselves because obviously we went to Sweden, we went through Europe. Uh, and when we came back, we, um, we had our first show back was the iceberg alley festival uh, with Billy talent. And I think the motor league was on that as mm-hmm. well. And there, it was just, it was a whirlwind of, of three weeks just absolute craziness but we came back uh and they they wanted us to do um the live at heart which was only a few weeks later and uh that was you know obviously the same time as the music nl week and i had been booked with a number of artists to showcase at music nl week and one of them was waterfront fire so we didn't know if we were going to make it work mm-hmm. um so we originally said, no, we said, we can't really make it work. Um, thank you for the opportunity, but we're already booked elsewhere and it's about six hours away. So, you know, it's complete opposite. Ends yeah, of, north to of south the map, of the Island. Right? Yeah. Complete North to complete South of the Island. So we originally had said no and uh, they reached back out and we're just like, well, what if we can do it this time on this night? can you make it? And, uh, we said, Oh man. Yeah, we can probably swing that. So we said, all right, let's go. So we packed up and, uh, carted out for a couple days before music and L started. And we walked into Marystown hotel of all places. And I walked up to the bar to get a drink and, uh, there was a person, just a girl who was stood at the bar, uh, looked about my age, and we just kind of said, oh, hey, what's up? You must be here for the festival. And that was Leah. Right. And from that <clears throat> moment onward, again, she has been one of my best friends in the entire world. That's incredible crazy how it works and basically she was there with her producer at the time um oh i'm gonna feel like a jerk now but i i totally forget his name i don't say he's listening his name jeff (laughs) jeff someone he's probably he's probably not listening to me ramble on about this anyways (laughs) but uh she was there uh with him and he came and saw us play uh waterfront fire play and uh and she was like, what do you think of the drummer? Uh, and he was just like, you should 
see if he'll come record drums on, on your next project. And so after knowing each other for about six hours, uh, that's, that was the call. I got to go down to Los Angeles. And crazy, man. What a crazy story. So like, what was that experience it's, like when you were down there? I mean, you must've been working in some pretty neat studios and probably a little bit different probably than what you were used to back, back here in Newfoundland. It, it was, it was insane. It was pretty crazy. I mean, and, and I know I've got uh, like, I've got some pictures posted if you, if you creep back through my Instagram and whatnot, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, uh, the studios there, the one that we did the bulk of the album in um, is one that's called Igloo Recording. Um, so it's Igloo Music. And they do all of the voiceovers for um, like almost every Hollywood movie that you see. It, it's, it is crazy. Like we walked into, um, I think it was Control Room F. There's mics we in there that are more expensive than studios here, probably like. <laughs> Legitimately, yes. Like I, you, like you walk into the, the control room and it's all done in like the Dolby Atmos surround sure. sound for mixing. And it's, it was nuts. And the entire window that lines across uh, the, the separation in mm -hmm. the studio is just lined with Grammy Awards. <laughs> like there was like 35 Grammy Awards just wow. sitting across a windowsill. It was, it was, it was nuts, man. So that was, that was like kind of the, uh, the moment, like you have a little bit of imposter syndrome. You're like, right. how am I here right now? Like, <laughs> how, how did this happen? So what it's, was the project you guys worked on when you're down there? Was it a full album? Was it a couple singles or? So we, we were working on, uh, at the beginning of the album. Okay. And, and so I, I did, um, I did all of my parts, uh, between three trips. Uh, and so, the last trip was uh, January, 2020. Right. And I, uh, so we go down and, and we go to the NAM show every year, mm -hmm. which is the national association of music merchants. Yeah. Uh, so we, we go down and, and uh, go into Anaheim and stay for the weekend. And then we uh, take it, we would take a trip up to a recording studio. So uh, the, the studio was, um, or the, the recordings were done at a, a couple of different studios. And uh, one of them being Igloo. And we did the bulk of the album there. Um, the other, I think we did four songs at a place called Owlfoot Ranch. And Owlfoot Ranch is owned um, by a musician called Kim Bullard. And he plays with Elton John. So this is located in his backyard. Right. So we, we were just there and we went through, you know, this, this guy's backyard and like, we're playing with his dogs and, and then we go and kind of live in this studio for this weekend. So sad. And <laughs> it's, it's crazy, man. And I, I have, uh, I've got like, I took endless amounts of pictures and documented as much as I could because, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that I'm just, I was so grateful to have the opportunity to do something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're just like, you know, when am I going to get to do this again? Hopefully a lot. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like hopefully in, <laughs> in case not, I'm going to document it. 
And, and we documented everything. And I think it's so important to do that too, because years down the road, you look back and, and you look at those experiences and you see videos of you making a fool of yourself in a studio, but it's like, that's how we came up with this or that's how this song came about. Yeah. You must have so much footage, man, because I remember like even a few shows we've played and I see you play obviously with Nick all the time and and Justin. I mean, you always got the camera going, you're always filming a lot of your yeah. sets and stuff like that yeah. and just and just documenting as much as you can, which is a very cool thing to do and very smart, you know, to think about to do that beforehand. I mean, I wish I had done five percent of that just to have some of the stuff that I mean, over the years, the wild shows you played and different unique places you've been at and played at and met people you've met and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's a really cool yeah, thing. And, to do. and yeah. I took I started doing that when when I first kind of got into photography is when I started doing that, because I I don't care about having like multi-cam or you know super professional footage it's more of as long as i have something that i can watch back later Mm -hmm. so it it doesn't have to be amazing quality but i thought about well if i'm traveling through europe i'm definitely taking my camera so that i can i can document everything photographically Mm -hmm doesn't even need to be video, but I ended up taking a lot of videos and we, we took a lot of videos obviously on our phones and, um, and I took pictures along the way because I had the opportunity to travel through five countries in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just, from there, I, I decided I'm going to take my camera to every gig that I play mm-hmm. and That's I'm just part of your equipment. Yeah. And I'm just going to set it up and at the end of the night, I can look back through that or, you know, for my purpose, I was like, well, I'll have lots of stuff to post on social media, mm-hmm. even though I don't, <laughs> I've got this backlog of, of performance videos and stuff and shenanigans that we've got on with over the years. Uh, one of these uh, days you'll dig into it. You'll, you'll, you'll start putting it all together. And I mean, it'll probably be even better than to be honest with make, you, you know, make a documentary out of it there you go the dan george story you never know it's it's craziness it's Uh, absolute you mentioned like kind of like going back and looking at videos like one of the real cool things that you've done pretty recently i mean one of the main artists you've worked side by side with the last couple years has definitely been justin fancy uh i know you guys hit up canadian country music week last year uh and you also got to record for the grammy.com play at home virtual series which is very very cool um can you talk a little bit about attending uh canadian country music week which is it's a huge conference that happens obviously every year. Um, you know, talk about attending that, you know, that, that conference and that event and, you know, what it kind of means for different artists. And I'd also like to hear a little bit about the, uh, the Grammy.com performance because I had Justin on last year on the, uh, on the first season of the podcast, but it was before that. So I never really got to ask him about it. Obviously it hadn't happened at the point. So um, yeah, just, just talk a little bit about that. Cause they're both very cool things. I mean, obviously Canadian country, country music week is, is, is a conference where, you know, people travel from all over the country and attend and there's different showcases and, you know, buyer showcases and, and different yep. sorts of things. Um, and then, yeah, the Grammy.com performance is pretty cool too. Yeah. And C- so CCMA is a really great experience. I love that we were able to go and do that. And we got to meet so many great people and reconnect with a lot of people who we've worked with over the years too. And, and um, for, for us to go there realistically ccmas is the same kind of thing as music nl would be or ecmas or juno week or anything like that it, it is a, it's a conference 
uh, with showcases and, and, you know, uh, buyers that go there and, and there's, it's just on a bigger scale in the mm -hmm. music industry. Um, so you, obviously you do have those like levels that you hit for, for like your provincial and then your uh, regional we'll mm -hmm. say, cause you know, East coast, you have breakout West um, and basically breakout West just starts in Ontario and goes across the country. <laughs> but uh, so you have East and West there, but uh, then you have national, which would be your Canadian country music awards and, your uh juno awards that that kind of stuff so it, it is all relatively uh the same as you can imagine you you know yourself you've attended uh, so many of these mm -hmm. you know weekend festivals um but it is on that kind of grander scale mm -hmm. and we got to actually attend um both the industry awards which was great you get to go in and you sit at a table with everybody and you're in uh you're just submersed in every country artist from across Canada it's just everybody in one room and uh so it was a little bit intimidating uh only knowing a few people mm -hmm. because a lot of people kind of just looked at me especially because I'm just a side musician who's up there uh, grateful for the opportunity to go up and support my friend and my colleague mm -hmm. um and and promote his music Cause that's, you know, that's what we were there to do um, is kind of promote. And, you know, obviously the more opportunities Justin's able to get, the more opportunities open up for me because I, I'm, I'm playing with him. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what we went up to do, but it, it, uh, it was just a crazy whirlwind of a weekend up there. So we, we got to uh, attend the uh the industry awards but we also went to the main awards show mm -hmm. uh the live broadcast on tv and that actually was uh one of the first times i've been to uh the live television taping and and it's uh for anybody who's unfamiliar with live tv tapings like that uh the only microphone that is live is the vocal microphone of the person performing everything else is fake right <laughs> like literally everything else is is per, your perform it's a track playing in the background crazy and and it's just it's hilarious to see how uh something on that scale mm -hmm. works because mm -hmm. it is all teleprompted and it's scripted just like every every show that you go to you know whether except, it be, except like for the oscars on sunday <laughs> yeah apparently so <laughs> A lot of off script, you know what, who, who knows Maybe that, that could have been, that easily could have been a publicity stunt. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, obviously we're not going to dig into that, but I mean, it's it <laughs> fucking hilarious what just happened there. I mean, it definitely could have been e either one way. I, I, it doesn't seem like it was fake to me. I don't know. I, I think everyone has, mm. you can dig into it either way. There's a lot of different ways to dig into it. Obviously the Oscars haven't got a whole lot of publicity in the last few years. And obviously yeah, it yeah. really has now, but I mean, I don't know when you see it kind of played back. It, it's it's so weird, man. What a what a it, weird. It is a weird experience to look at. You're just like, whoa. But yeah, All so right. that must be interesting. I mean, watching watching that, you know, watching the award show, um, the live taping from the audience must be weird because just the, the overall feel of the room must just feel strange because it's not really the band playing or or whatever, right? 
Yeah, it, it's like it's the band playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're all still playing. It's just right, none of sure. the instruments yeah. are plugged in. All of the drums, like the the cymbals that are there, they're the quiet ones. Right. So you see it and you expect to hear something of it, and it's just nothing, nothing. And the 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 drum heads are mesh, and it's just hilarious. Crazy right? man, no way! It's I never realized. I never realized that myself. That's nuts. Yeah, I'm I'm here ruining every award show ever for everyone. <laughs> just breaking it out here on the Dave Witty podcast. I love it. Yeah. But the just Grammy exposing everyone. <laughs> the, the, the Grammy.com performance was really really neat. I mean, that was something that yeah. Um, you guys recorded um here in St. John's and then yep. it was actually up on the grammy.com front page. I mean, it, it, it was right on the front page grammy.com and it was uh they have it on their YouTube channel. Uh, they posted it to their Instagram, their Twitter, like everything. They just plastered it everywhere. And uh, it's the first Canadian band uh, invited to actually do that. Really neat. Yeah, that's really, so really cool. That, that for us was just crazy. Yeah, yeah, and, no doubt. Because, uh, you know, when you think about music and the industry, that is the highest level that you get. You know what I mean? Like that is, that's the, the highest level of the music industry is when you get to the Grammy awards. Mm -hmm. And so to be asked by the recording Academy to, to do this and on whatever level, whether it be, you know, televised or on their website or anything, you're, you're being asked by the Academy to perform. And it's like, no matter what level that is, that's, an honor and especially when you when you think about we're a bunch of boys from newfoundland <laughs> right like it's just yeah no it's doubt. just one of those things you think of as as a kid you're like that is my dream and then you get the opportunity for it and you're kind of shit in your pants a little bit <laughs> yeah no <laughs> like, doubt i bet you're like i guess one good thing about that is crazy. is least is like a it's not a, a live performance in the sense that it was it was streamed live to the Grammy. I guess if you, if you guys did fuck up once or twice, I suppose you could yeah. go back and, and, and make sure you nailed the performance. I mean, which is oh, 100%. A, huge, a huge thing, right? Yeah. And, and that too, I mean, like, like everything else, nothing is truly live mm -hmm. in that sense. Like you don't, you don't see any of those videos that are being put up. Um, that are truly a fully live performance. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a video, it's a performance video and, and it's put up and you know, that's it. It's, it's a, it's a music video event yeah. essentially. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's streamed yeah. on the front page of Grammy.com. I mean, I can't, oh, 100%. You can't think of a bigger musical place for a video to be. And it was right around, like, I think it was right around when the nominees were all announced and like, yeah. You know, it was like yeah, so there was the a updated... lot of hype around yeah. around Grammys and and Grammy.com and everything because like that's where all their news is and uh, yeah, that's right around that time where where all the uh, nominees were being announced and then it was just like hey and also here you go, it's a Justin Fancy Band from St. <laughs> John's, Newfoundland. Yeah, no, which probably most of you have never ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, haven't heard of us, let alone of where we're from. Like. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, honestly. Um, I was speaking of Newfoundland. I mean, I got to ask you this story. I remember we chatted about this one night about um, you did a trip and you were performing with a band 
Um, was it in Labrador or was the band from Labrador? It was Brian Andre and Andrew and Ashway. Um, yeah, yeah. And I remember you saying, like most of the members didn't speak English. Is that like, <laughs> like <laughs> and I think you were just hired basically as a session drummer, right? I think you did I was, a, yeah. a few shows. I mean, I'll let you elaborate on it, but I mean, how did that come about and what was that experience like? And like, how did that all unfold is I just thought that was the wildest thing to go perform in a band and, and the guys didn't speak your language. I mean, it's crazy. Yes, yeah, it's, it, it's, and to be honest, it's more of, I, I'll flip it around and say that, I didn't speak their language. Fair enough. Because yes, right I, I, I went in, uh, they got me up to Labrador uh, and they, they're from Labrador. Um, and yeah, every every lyric and everything is in Inuktitut. And so I like, I have no clue <laughs> what's, what anything is up there it was it was an amazing experience first of all mm-hmm. um well first of all how it came about our friend robert kelly mm-hmm. uh who we've both worked with uh for quite some time he so he'll he'll usually call me up and say hey i got a gig for you um and it's usually hey can you come into the studio and lay down a drum track that's the gig and, you know, make, make hundred bucks or whatever, you, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, here's a, here's some quick cash. And also, you know, you're, you're my, my call for this. Um, so I'm used to being like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'm free tonight probably. Uh, and he said, Hey, I got a gig for you. And I said, all right, yeah, I'm free. And he said, do you want to go to Labrador? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? He said, these, these guys uh, are looking for a drummer. And they said, uh, they'll fly you in. They'll put you up for however long you're there and, um, you know, pay for the show and fly home. And I said, that sounds insane. I don't know any of these people. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. Was the music, was the music challenging for you? Was it different than what you probably you're used to or how did that, how did you feel about that? It was different. Yeah, it it was, uh, it was different just because uh, you know how sometimes a lot of things you can go off of vocal cues. Of course. Yeah. So now everything is not in English and Mm -hmm. I don't speak the language and I, uh, so I have no real vocal cues and I think through learning the songs and practicing the songs, I actually picked up on a couple things that uh, then when I was up there, I was asking what one of uh, one of the uh, band members is actually the grand chief of the Inu nation mm-hmm. uh, who deals with all of the issues with Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just the people you meet <laughs> are, it's so random. It's so random, man. <laughs> but that's what keeps you um, on your toes, man. That's what makes this, this life fun. I mean, is, is shit yeah, like that, and, you know what and I mean? to be honest, like they, they were all super, super nice, even through language barrier. We did you manage to get out time. for like, did you manage to get out for like a buzz with the boys or anything? Like, did you hit a bar? No, or anything? Oh, no, I wish <laughs> that would be so funny. They, uh, they took me up through Sheshishi. Nice. We went up on, on, uh, on the reserve and uh, I've been there as well. I mean, I think anybody, especially from the Island here in Newfoundland need to get to Labrador once in their life to experience that it's It's an incredible part of our province that so many people have not seen it's so beautiful up there and and don't even and don't even know about 
exactly it's it was just and it was beautiful up there the entire time and like not a lick of wind what time of the year were you up there that was uh the end of may okay nice so it wasn't it wasn't wasn't winter super yeah it wasn't super warm but it wasn't cold by any means Mm -hmm. um it was in like you're not directly on the water like we are here Mm -hmm. you know you could you could go from having a snowstorm to fog and rain in an hour (laughs) but up there it's just like it's when it snows it stays it's gorgeous up there it's like like scenic oh man it's driving around it's the scenery is unbelievable it really is and honestly the people i met up there too as well i did the same thing i kind of got a random call one day this was i think six or seven years ago got a random call and it was a pub up there in goose bay they were looking for somebody to come up and play for a few weeks. And yeah. I'd never, I didn't know anybody. And she was just like, listen, we'll fly you up. We'll put you up. I'll give you 10 gigs here over the course of, you know, two and a half weeks. If you're interested in coming up, it's well, it's well paying gig. I, I'd never been to Labrador before. I'm like, yeah, definitely. I'll definitely go. So yeah, I went up I- and did it. And I was like, I, I, I'll never forget that experience. I'm so happy I did that. And wasn't kind of like a little skeptical or nervous by about going by myself or just, you know, worried yeah. that it wasn't the shows weren't going to be great. It just kind of jumped head first into it. And just the people I met up there, man, were just so, and they were very grateful that I was there as well. They were so happy to have some, you know, new entertainment come through and something else yeah. for them to see over the, over the course of a couple of weeks. I thought that was pretty interesting. Everybody who I met up there was, was amazing. And it's, it's even though, like I said, there, there was a very clear language barrier, I, I think I was the only white guy in all of Sheshashi. The whitest man alive with the curly blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, right. it, was, it was just like, everybody was like, hey, who's the new guy? <laughs> hey guys, I'm Dan. <laughs> yeah, and that's basically how it went. I just, I met everybody and, and I was completely open to just, you know, go with the flow. Just yeah. everybody, everybody just was so nice and really, really welcoming. Mm-hmm. and uh and i i got to learn a bunch and uh they took me around and just showed me like the scenery that's up there and we we looked across like the bay i have some pictures too that i took because I, I again i took my camera um and i'm really grateful that they they had uh, cameras there and they live streamed the entire show oh nice. so i have that that's one of those memories that i actually have a full-on live stream of that show as well mm-hmm. um and again, not one word of it is in English. <laughs> and I'm um, having the best time of my life playing drums up there. It's great. Is that no? The that's really cool. I wonder. I, I did remember seeing that. I wanted to ask you about it because I always thought that was such an interesting dynamic. I mean, to go and play and and perform with these guys. And mm-hmm. I mean, when you're in a band, it's like a brotherhood. I mean, you're you're so connected with these guys and, and girls who you play with and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, uh, just an interesting dynamic with the language barrier and stuff. But I mean. Music is the language. I mean, that's what it comes 100%. down to is that music is the language. That's what can bring people together. You don't and need to speak the same language. It's so interesting that way. Yeah. And, and that really solidified that for me too, because just going up and gelling with people musically, mm-hmm. you don't need to, you don't ever need to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I know that like, uh, for, for example, Brian, who is the lead singer uh, and he's, he's very, very popular um, within uh, Labrador, Quebec, uh, like within Innu culture, mm-hmm. he is like famous mm-hmm. in Innu culture. It's crazy because it's a whole different side again to the music industry that exists a couple hours away from here. Yeah, that nobody know nobody knows about. Mm-hmm. 
like nobody from from St. John's or any anywhere knows about the huge music following that's actually through Labrador and Quebec that is just a, a different culture than we even know about and it's huge like these guys go and play festivals for like 20 30,000 people yeah crazy hey eh? and you and and you're just like I've never heard of them ever <laughs> it's it's crazy and we we just don't speak the same language and and uh they showed me so much music uh, within their own culture mm-hmm. that i was like this is amazing how have i never heard this before mm-hmm. there's so much that happens within our own province that nobody even knows about it's it's just it's crazy man it's crazy that is crazy, man. It's uh, such a neat story. I mean, I love that one. And it's, and it's just such a great experience. I mean, as a, as a musician, as a person, I mean, it's just such an yeah. eye-opening experience for, for anybody like that. Uh, Dan, I know you got a crazy couple of busy weeks coming up. I mean, you just dropped a single with Nick Earl. There's a new single out, uh, Born to Lose. Uh, you did that one in the studio with, with, uh, with Robert Kelly, obviously. Yep. Um, that just came out recently. ECMAs are coming up here real shortly. I mean, I know you're probably going to be doing a bunch of work uh, with different artists and ECMAs. Can you talk a little bit about who you're working with uh, coming up the ECMAs and, and maybe talk a little bit about the, uh, the Nick Earl project as well. I know you mentioned a little bit about it earlier, but about the new yeah. single probably that just got released. Um, well, funny enough to, to just piggyback off the story we just finished uh, first week of April uh, for, I think first and second week of April, uh, I'm doing all of the session work for drumming on uh, Andrew Panashway's new album. Oh, cool. So we got a call to do that uh, not too long ago. He's coming down and again, recording with Robert Kelly and uh, where I had worked with him last year in Labrador and did the live shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, he called and was like, Hey, would you, you know, essentially, do you want to do the drums on, on my new album? Mm-hmm. So that's something that's coming up very soon within the next couple of weeks, which is great. Um, ECMAs, uh, that's the first week of May. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a busy week. That's mm-hmm. going to be a busy week, man. I'm playing, <laughs> uh, I'm playing a lot up there. Uh, I'm playing the uh, awards show. Uh, so we're doing ECMA award show at the Aiken Center in uh, Fredericton, New Brunswick. And uh, who's that with? That's with Quote the Raven. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing that. Uh, I'm also playing showcases with Justin Fancy, uh, Nick Earl, Claire Follett I'm playing with as well. Um, Abigail, who is a uh, young country artist from here. Mm-hmm. Um, also playing with Mallory Johnson. And... <laughs> i'll try yeah it's it's a it's a busy weekend it's a really 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 busy weekend for me i bet and and it all it it always it always seems to go that way too it's an insane Um, amount of rehearsing (laughs) a crazy crazy amount of rehearsing and preparation that's going to be going into this but uh again i get to reconnect with people who i haven't seen in a very long time and uh i get to play with people who i adore playing music with Mm-hmm. so it's it's going to be it's going to be a really great weekend so i'm i'm really looking forward to to that and looking forward to uh getting up into fredericton and of course that is uh you know anybody who knows me i i use i use los cabos drumsticks mm-hmm. they're based in fredericton so i get to see 
I get to go up and see, you know, my last, my last Cabos family up there, yep. which yep. is really cool. And, and, and it's always, uh, it's always throughout the East coast, wherever you go, you just get to reconnect with old friends. Mm-hmm. It seems to just be one of those weekends. It's more like connecting with old friends than it is showcasing your talents. Absolutely. And it's so important to do that. And that's why I love going to, you know, anything regarding, you know, East coast or, you know, music and L CCMAs, you name it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's definitely going to be a very busy weekend. Yeah, no, that's, that's exciting. I mean, she's a ton of great artists there. And I mean, it's like going to be a lot of fun, obviously, like you said, you know, reconnecting with everybody and, and mm-hmm. obviously you are performing with a bunch of great acts, especially here from Newfoundland, obviously Nick yeah. Earl being one of them. I did mention the, uh, the new single that, that Nick just dropped and, and the reckless yeah. hearts, which is a absolute banger. I had Nick on as well. Uh, on the podcast last year we had a great chat and um you know I've, I've, I've obviously gotten a little sneak peek a lot of these songs just you know in the studio with robert and, and that kind of yeah. stuff and um i mean just another great song how involved were you in in the were you or were you involved in any of the like you know kind of co-producing or writing or any of those elements were you part of that or you just kind of kind yeah. of strictly performing on this one uh basically the entire album uh has been Nick, myself, and Robert Kelly in a room for hours on end. And uh, sounds tangly. It's, it's the most ADD thing you could ever imagine. Yeah, I believe between, that. Between almost nothing ever getting done, we made an album, but it took two years. Right, right. No, but it's it's fantastic. I mean, it's it's uh it's just another banger. I mean, Nick just writes these incredible songs, credible yeah. rock songs, man, a really great vibe to them. They're, they're upbeat. They're not necessarily gloomy or doomy. You know what I mean? They're, they're crazy, no, it's, it's, really, really nice, upbeat, fun songs. Right. Well, I, I, I told him, I made the joke. I was just like, you know how I know this is going to take off is because you're, you're making music that girls like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's <laughs> it. I said, you, you're making, you're making music and girls like it. That's a good sign. <laughs> like, I think it's going to be popular. <laughs> yeah. So that, you know, that is very, very exciting. Obviously um, Nick's a good friend of mine and yours obviously as well. So, you know, yeah. if you are listening, you are tuned in right now to the podcast, by all means, make sure you head over to uh, to Nick's page there and give that a stream. I'm sure you can find it on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple music, geezer deezer geezer beezer <laughs> all of the above wherever uh, music is you'll be able to find that song yeah no that's and, awesome. and the previous single that we we had put out uh queen of the night is yep. it, that's that's the two singles that are out off of uh off this latest album uh i can say that uh the album it looks like we're going to be dropping the album in uh july Ooh, i love to hear it so teaser alert we, teaser alert teaser alert <laughs> just saying and if teaser teaser geezer pleaser yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh no this has been awesome to, uh, to catch up dan i really appreciate you taking the time i've been doing this little fun segment okay with this new season um picked up a great sponsor from our, our friends at lambs i've worked pretty close with them over the last little while they've been incredible to me um and i figured i wanted to fire in this 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 new kind of uh, segment a part of my uh, podcast where I, we just have a bit of fun with it. I mean, we've obviously been chatting a lot of music and your career and all the cool things that you're up to. And this is more meant of a more meant as, as kind of a, just more of a laugh, just a kind of a funny thing, maybe to get to know Dan George in a different way that is, 
people maybe have come to expect. So are you okay with the rapid fire question segment, Dan George? Let's do it. Let's All do right. It. So I got 10 questions for you. Okay. And I mean, the rapid fire. Yes. You can give me a quick answer. Maybe not. We'll, we'll try to drag them out too much. We'll try to just bang out through the, through the, through the 10 questions. Okay. Are you ready oh. for question? Number one, let's do that. If you never lived in St. John's, where would you call home? Oh, if I never lived in St. John's, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, LA, love to hear yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, easy, question number easy. two, what is Dan George's favorite restaurant to visit in the city of St. John's? Oh, in the city of St. John's. This is going to be a hard one. Cause I haven't been to a restaurant in quite a long time. Got to say Mallard cottage though. Mallard rules. So Mallard good. is brunch at Mallard is the best. man. Unbelievable. You get like some, you get like smoked chicken eggs Benedict like right from the yard that morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. Actually, that is an easy question. Yeah, Mallard, Mallard Cottage. Okay, um, if you had to pick one or the other, what would it be? Seinfeld or Friends? Oh, don't do that to me. Ah, gotta go with Friends. Okay, gotta nice. do it. Gotta do it. <laughs> Got to do it. <laughs> all right. Dan George and the gang are out for a night on the town. Okay. We're all having fun, having a couple drinks. We make our way into karaoke cups. What is Dan George's song at karaoke cups? What is the song that he's picking to get up and sing? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The, what what's just coming, coming to my mind? Because it's it's just the karaoke song it's the karaoke song living on a prayer oh nice i was gonna say either that or don't stop believing or two yeah it's what it's two, one of those two one of those two, two classic karaokes yeah it's like every second song is <clears throat> queued up at karaoke cops yeah it's exactly. one of those two it's one of those two um going for it. <laughs> who who's a musical artist or band a lot of people may not know that you think should know oh um could be like a young artist coming up. Could be somebody who maybe is a little underrated. Doesn't have to be from Newfoundland necessarily, but maybe someone that somebody could check out after this podcast. Uh, there's there's so many cool ones. Um, I know they're becoming a little bit more popular now. Um, it's a band that I got to see like in a small club in LA uh, before they were kind of like big. Uh, but it's a, a band called Muna, M-U-N-A. Uh, really, really freaking cool band um, from Chicago originally, I think. Um, okay, cool. They're, they're super cool. If you want somebody who I think everybody needs to check out or should check out in some capacity from here in Newfoundland, uh, Ashley Malloy. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's I got awesome. to see... Uh, a few sneak peeks of her record again mm-hmm. through through Robert, mm-hmm. uh, and it's literally going to be one of the best albums to come out of this province. That's awesome, yeah, and definitely going to get Hands Ashley down. on for a chat on the podcast too because she's a uh, definitely she's awesome and, and and super involved in a bunch of different things too. She she's awesome, yeah. really really cool person too. Um, okay, what is the funnest show you've ever played? Right off the top of your head, uh, funnest show. Man, this is this is gonna sound like it was rehearsed, but uh, I love doing Tibbs Eve 
<laughs> Tim's Eve, Dave Whitty Band. <laughs> with good with, sell, uh, I promise uh, it's not rehearsed. It's not rehearsed. <laughs> Dave Whitty Band on Tim's Eve is always the best time. It is usually a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty crazy. And even this year, we kind of made the best of it. It was still so much fun. I mean, there was nobody there, yeah. obviously, because it was we had to stream <laughs> it live. Play, to, play into an empty room and still having the best time of our well, life. Well, it was just it was playing to Tino and Nile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I love that answer. Great job. Yeah, and that, uh, that, and that, that, that was that was a great time this year. And every year that we get to do that is is just it's just a blast, man. It is, yeah. It's always a Have lot a of fun. Drinks and reconnect with people, and it's around Christmas. It's time a Christmas party. It's more it's more of a Christmas party with music. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so what I mean? Just, everybody's always having a good time, and and it's right on that uh, that time where everybody's supposed to be with friends and having a good time, having a few drinks, and just hanging out exactly uh, I, I love it so much tibs eve with dave witty i love that way to go uh okay i got three more questions for you what was dan george's first job first job um when i was 14 i connected with the guys at uh stage 11 which is now canadian av uh through music city and i ended up getting hired to do some stuff uh, with like stagehand, uh, and that was with uh, like all the shows coming through mile one. Mm -hmm. So I I ended up from the age of fourteen onward, and it kind of ties into why I have so many musical influences that came through here. Uh, is that I got to work all of these crazy shows uh, that came through mile one. So the very first job that I ever had was stagehand with Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> okay, crazy. Yeah, nice. That might even tie into my my last question, but I got two more for you, okay? Okay, all right, all right. Would you rather spend the day in the mountains or on the beach? Mountains. In the mountains. Yeah, mountains. For and sure. the final question for Dan George is, what is one thing people might be shocked to learn about Dan George? shocked to learn about dan george that's something Jeez, different I, that people probably don't know i mean i'm a fairly open book <laughs> you're definitely that <laughs> Jeez, uh i don't even know if i have an answer for that question well that's shocked the answer to learn about dan george no idea we'll, we'll leave it at that <laughs> uh thanks so much dan for coming on today man really 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 appreciate it i know you got a ton of shit going on and uh you're a busy cat um for folks listening right now how can they find you on social media and stuff like that where can we find dan yeah so i'm on instagram at the dan george uh other than that you can find me uh on facebook as uh dan george drums uh other than that you want you on a slant a stage stage coming coming soon <laughs> yeah and and you'll you'll probably be listening to songs that i played on and you won't even know it's me <laughs> uh that's, that's awesome. the nature the nature of a uh a side musician absolutely man the 2019 2020 side musician of the year thank you very much <laughs> you got uh, it <laughs> that's awesome buddy no listen really really appreciate it again man uh it was a real blast catching up hope to see you soon in real life and uh we'll chat with you soon thanks so much dan Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure, man. Cheers. 
huge thanks to Dan for coming on. Uh, great to catch up with him. I haven't seen him in a little while, and it was really fun to to hear about some of those stories that I've heard about. I mean, in in a little bit of conversation, you know, and um, the story of Labrador is super awesome. I mean, and going to L.A. and all that stuff is really, really neat. Uh, Dan's a fantastic guy and great, great musician. Um, lucky to have him playing drums with me most times, to be honest with you. Very, very lucky. Um, so make sure you do check out Dan and all his social media and all the cool projects that he's been working on. He's a, he deserves it. And he's a great guy. Um, once again, guys, that, you know, not too much else for me. Um, been another great episode. Want to say a big shout out to lambs, of course, for sponsoring the podcast. Um, really makes a huge difference in, in doing these every, uh, every couple of weeks, really, really helpful. And they're just awesome to deal with. Um, so yeah, I mean, that about does it for me guys, uh, from downtown St. John's, Newfoundland. I'm Dave Whitty. Peace.